I don't think in those days we got so worried about things as people do today because this was happening every day, don't forget. The bombing was going on without cessation. So I don't think we got worried. I've come to the conclusion that we were very lucky. I think it's real life. And I think the trouble is we don't often live real life nowadays. You see, we live it a lot through television, but that was real life and we were all living real lives. We've never been able to recapture that sense of reality, really, for many years now. We opened up a whole new vista of forensic medicine, which hadn't been explored before. You have a woman, a young woman, she's there naked, you don't know anything about her at all, and you find her naked, but you can tell by looking at her whether she's had children, or her age and all that sort of thing, probably her occupation, very possibly Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you have a body and you're investigating a crime, you get all the evidence from the body itself, from the conditions you find, the state it's in, the injuries, the medical background, all that sort of thing. It's a kind of mixture of um, Sherlock Holmes and, um, what shall we say, anatomy. Spring, 1941. Dancer. I was born with two left feet. That's what you do. As long as you keep moving. Everybody, stay where you are. Oh, no, not again. I said, stay where you are. What's going on? I was really enjoying myself. What's happening? Oh, the police. They raid this place at least once a week. Are we going to get arrested? Why? Oh. Are you worried about something? No, no, no. It's just that I'm an officer. Oh, I can you see. see that. A night in jail won't go down too well with Colonel Phillips. Don't worry. We'll be fine. You will all need to show some proof of identification. I must get out of here. Why? What happened? You must believe I've done nothing wrong. Well, nothing to hurt anyone or stolen anything. It's just that... The sooner we get this done, the sooner we'll allow you all to leave. Come on. You know another way out? Follow me. Where to? Look the steps. Where are we exactly? Oh, this is the unofficial tradesman's entrance. Are you sure the police don't cover the back? You really are in trouble, aren't you? Yes, I am. And thank you for helping me. Quickly! What's happened? Oh, I don't know. Let's not hang around. Oh, blast! You all right? Oh, my heel's broken. New on. Oh. I'll carry you down. Oh, no, no. I'll be... One, two... Oh. Oh. You all right? Fine. Oh, my knight in khaki uniform. How will you walk? Oh, manage. There we go. Oh. You get in there. Oh, quickly. I don't even know your name. What? 
Hey, Molly. Molly, I'm George. Hello, George. Well, come on. You don't want to get caught. It's a pleasure, Molly. A real pleasure. Look, where exactly is this milk plug taking us? Whitechapel. You live in the East End. What's wrong with the East End? Nothing. It's just you don't sound as if you were born within the sound of bow bells. With what I earn, I can't afford to live in Mayfair. You work? You have a job? My mother can't stand it. Originally, she refused to let me. But my father managed to persuade her. Do the girl some good, get a bit of life inside her. And he was right. I've learned more about the world in the last few months than in the entire 19 years I spent at home. You're 19? Did I say 19? You seem much older. Oh, I am. Much. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a reporter for the East London Gazette. Gosh. Well, I'm only a junior reporter. Only? It must be very exciting. Yes, it can be. That's part of the reason I wanted the job. But at the moment, my editor is making sure I serve my apprenticeship. Starting to rain. Here, please, come under my coat. Do you believe in love at first sight? No, I don't. Not love. What then? Slow down, George. You're going too fast. Oh, I know. Sorry. It's something I do. I hope you're not going to tell me that this could be your last night alive and you were hoping for some company because I've heard it all before. I had a weekend pass and I've not gone back. Absent without leave. I went to the station and there was the train waiting to take me back and I just didn't climb aboard. And from that moment to this, it'd been like seeing everything for the very first time. When I saw you at the Palais, I... No. Maybe you're right. It's not love, but it's definitely something. Do you ever think that you're going to die? <laughs> what? Oh, first it's love, now it's death. Yes, sorry. But that's how it is, isn't it? If the bullet's got your name on it, then there's nothing you can do. I'm not frightened or resigned. I feel so alive. I can see that. Here you go, Molly. Thanks, Alf. Walk on. Sorry about all this. I just... I've never done this before, and seeing you, dancing with you, talking... Thanks. George... Do you fancy some breakfast? Shh. But best not wake my landlady. Right. I hope you don't think I invite everyone home for breakfast. I think I might be the first. Yes. Yes. You are. May I kiss you, Molly? Well, I think... Be very nice indeed. Is that you, Molly? Uh, oh, good morning, uh, Mrs. B. Who's that with you? Oh, this is George. He was good enough to see me home. There's a telegram for you. A telegram? On the table there. Shall I open it for you? No, thank you. Would you rather I go? No, no. Whatever it says, I've got to read it. Oh, my word. Not someone dead, is it? I'm in court today. What have you done? No, no, uh, to work. It's uh, from my editor. The normal court reporter, Mr. Parsons, has met with an accident. I must get changed. What about breakfast? Oh, 
Oh, some other time. Thanks. No, my shoes. Can I see you again? Uh, yes. Where? When? Some sunny day, I shouldn't wonder. Pardon me? You can see yourself out, can you? Yes, of course. George? I'm still here. I do want to see you again. Good, I'm pleased. Uh, tonight? At the Palais? I hope it doesn't get raided again. Oh, don't worry. As long as you're with me, you'll be safe. What regiment are you? Durham Light Infantry. Long way from home, aren't you, soldier? Yes. I suppose I am. Best get walking, then. to print a newspaper if I have no paper. Late. Sit down. Is this because we dare to criticise the conditions of the local shelters? Have you been down any of them? I only just got your telegram. Out dancing all night, I suppose. Shall I tell you something, mister? Hmm? The shelter my wife had to go into a couple of nights ago had one small paraffin heater that didn't work. A shabby green canvas curtain that fell off its rail and there was a stream running right through the middle of it. It's a bloody scandal. Oh, is that the one in my land? Oh, a war, is it? I wondered. I just thought I lived in a rough neighbourhood. What are you wearing? How do you mean? Those shoes. These shoes were the only ones I could find. You're not going to a wedding, you know. Where am I going? The old Bailey, court number one. Is it a murder? Yes, it is. Right. A major in the guards. No, his brother's in the guards. Anyway, the major comes home, discovers his wife is having an affair. And kills her. The usual thing. I read about it. I wonder what happened. He bludgeoned her to death. Listen, are you going to be all right? Taking a chance on you, Molly. He's a war hero under a lot of pressure. This country needs men like him. A man about to be convicted for murder? It shouldn't be murder at all, but manslaughter. What about his poor wife? She should have been stronger. She should have remained loyal no matter what the temptations were. You seem to have written it already, sir. I will, if you can't. Don't get me wrong, Molly. I admire your concern for the facts and all the different and interesting angles a story might have. But this is front page, Molly. I want it clear and I want it simple. You want the truth, sir? People get enough truth just walking down the street of a morning. The truth that their lives can end like that. And the very painful truth that there's not enough paper to wipe my ass, let alone print a bloody newspaper. sitting here. This is for the press only. Oh, I am the press. East London Gazette. Where's Parsons? The bus he was travelling on fell down a bomb crater in Ballon High Street. And you are? Molly. Good to see you. You're on one piece, Molly. Jack Busby, dead record. This your first court case? <laughs> is it that obvious? Well, Sharpened pencil, new neck pad. Is the courtroom always as packed as this? Major Fenton is a distinguished war hero. Is that him? In the dock? Yes, Molly. That's him. Oh, my God. Have you not seen a murderer before? He doesn't look like a murderer. Well, they never do. His eyes. Look at them. Well, they're not always too close together, you know. Oh, it's as though he's... dead. Yes. Guilt can do strange things to a man. What are we waiting for? Major Fenton looks like he wants it over now. Mr. Hardcastle is late again. Who's Mr. Hardcastle? You really are a great one. Hardcastle is the Home Office pathologist. Oh, I 
thought that was Sir John Wilkinson. Mm, we're tired. Couldn't take it anymore. Harcastle is a new man. His evidence will be crucial. Major Fenton has already confessed. Well, a lot of men are coming home from the war and taking out their wives. It's reached almost epidemic proportions. So, the Major might be made an example of? Yes, he might well. I don't think he did it. <laughs> That's woman's intuition, is it? And what happens now? They've got a shelter here at the Old Bailey. Perhaps you and I could sit together. I could uh, teach you a few tricks of the trade. And you, a married man? Well, in this day and age, Molly, we have to take what opportunities we can, as they may never present themselves again. I think I'd rather take my chances with a Luftwaffe. sat in court awaiting trial for the murder of his wife. But behind his eyes there lay another story of... Clear and simple, Molly. Molly? Oh, you made me jump. What are you doing out here? Struggling for the right words. You should be down in one of the shelters. What exactly are you doing? I came to see you. A bit dangerous, don't you think? Old Bailey? Police? I couldn't wait till tonight. Where on earth? Earth, did you get that coat? I needed something to cover my uniform. It doesn't fit properly. No. I can't go home, can I? I would have thought your mother would have welcomed you home with open arms. She'd be the first to ring the police. You didn't plan this very well, did you? I didn't plan this at all. Someone's coming. Take my pad and pencil. Why? Good afternoon. Where is everyone? Uh, down the shelters. Are you reporters? Are you Mr. Hardcastle? I sent word I'd be a few minutes late. I don't talk to reporters. No, neither do I. Pardon me? Well, he doesn't talk to reporters. Perhaps he should go and wait over there somewhere. Oh, right. I'm a student. I'm in your field. Do you mind if I sit next to you? Sit where you like. Is that your report? Hmm? On the Fenton case? Uh, no. These are the reports from yesterday. I should have completed this morning, but some workers dug up a couple of skeletons in a building in Shoreditch. You must be busy. Yes, very. All those are just yesterday's. I can get through anything from ten to thirty-five bodies a day. A day? Six, sometimes seven days a week. It's not the post-mortems that take the time. It's these endless reports I have to write. Have you no one to help you? My daughter was down for a while, but it didn't work out. At least the Fenton case is easy enough. What makes you say that? Oh, well, it's a classic, isn't it? A classic of what? A crim passionnel. Isn't that what they call it? Perhaps I'm wrong. A crim passionnel implies some passion, a struggle at least. Well, she didn't put up a fight? Yeah. Look for yourself. Are you sure it's all right? Of course. None of this is classified. She was hit on the back of the head. With substantial force. The Major stated that he pushed his wife over and she cracked her skull on a small table, but as you can see from the fractures... It must have been done with a very heavy, blunt object. Which has yet to be found. Molly, I think I should be going now. Well, the court might re-adjourn at any time. I doubt it. What do you mean? The court will be in no hurry to convict a war hero, no matter how guilty he appears to be. If the Major confessed to the crime... Why would he have disposed of the weapon? He was in such a rage that he threw it away, or so he claims. But he can't remember where and he can't remember when. 
Are you working for the defense or the prosecution? I work for the truth and nothing but the truth. You don't think he did it, do you? What I think is irrelevant. But you're giving the vital evidence. That's why they were waiting for you. Excuse me, Mr. Hardcastle. The trial has been adjourned until after lunch. Thank you. What are you going to do? How do you mean? Well, if you think Major Fenton is innocent... Unless Major Fenton changes his plea, no matter what I think or say or show to the jury, he will be convicted of the murder of his wife. And he'll hang for it. Good day to you. But... Yes. Goodbye, Mr. Hardcastle. Goodbye. That overcoat you're wearing. I know. It's the wrong size. And it doesn't hide what you wanted to hide. He knows I'm on the run. No, he doesn't. You heard him. He knows you're hiding something, that's all. Can we get out of here? Yes. I need to get to Hampstead. Why? I want to go to the Fenton's house. No. I have to. Whatever for? Because Major Fenton is not guilty. Then why has he confessed? That's what I mean to find out. It could be dangerous. I know. Then if you insist on going, I'll drive you there. You have a car? Yes. I know it's not a great idea, me driving about London, but I want to be with you. Why didn't you drive us home last night? I thought a milk float was so much more romantic. I got soaked. And I fell in love. Please, George, slow down. I thought you wanted to get there. For one piece, I do. Uh... You don't want the police to stop you, do you? No, I don't. George, they'll catch up with you in the end. I know. I'd rather hope they do. If you're so interested in getting caught, why did you ask me to help you escape last night? Oh, well, that was different. I was enjoying myself. The truth is, I don't know the half of what I've done or how I really feel about... There isn't the time. Why did you do it? Why did you run away? It's something I've always wanted to do. Ever since I was a boy. Out and gone. I did. What? Ran away. Really? Every school I was sent to, I hated. I was never brave enough actually to do it. What did you imagine would happen? Oh, I'd join the circus, see the world, and then come home years later a grown man. My mother would open the door and she'd be crying and hugging me and... I don't think Colonel Phillips is going to be so amenable. I'm not frightened of what will happen to me. So why don't you give yourself up? I'm enjoying myself too much. Here we go. Oh, what a lovely house. Look, behind the gate. I've always rather liked our stations. Right. Well, if I'm lucky, I might be able to talk to the Major's brother, Stephen Fenton. I'm coming in with you. Keep driving. Why? A policeman. Oh, yes. Why is a policeman there? Stop people like me, I suppose. What are you going to do? There must be another way in. What? Major Fenton is hiding something. I need to find out what. Don't you think the police would have covered all this? When you've got a man with his hands in the air saying, it was me, I would imagine you don't spend days sifting through all the evidence. Stop here. What are you planning to do? Like my old school days, I'm going over the wall. You're going to have to take your shoes off. Uh, Yes, of course. 
now. Your right foot in my hand. This is the second time you've had to lift me. Are you sure you can manage? I carried my best friend across the beach at Dunkirk. I'll be all right. Did he survive? No, he didn't. Foot, please. One, two. Uh, oh. Can you see anything? Molly. Yes. The dogs. Where are they? Well, they're looking right at me. I'll lower you down. No, wait. What's happened? Well, someone's coming out of the house. You're right. Who is it? I don't know. If they call the police... Don't move. What? Oh, he's looking at the dogs. And the dogs are looking at me. What do you think you're doing? It's Stephen, I think. He looks so like the Major. Clear off out of here. I'm sorry. Are you people mad? Can't you understand how we might be feeling? Uh, but your brother is in court today. This is private land. You are trespassing. Listen, I don't believe he killed Mrs. Fenton. Don't say I didn't warn you. Oh, will you come and support him? Please. What's happening now? Well, he's going back inside. You'd better come down. I'm not actually on his land. Well, I'm sinking into someone's down here. I'm getting heavy. He doesn't want to talk, Molly. He's too upset. That's not grief. That's fear. Oh, my God. What? He's got a shotgun. Down, now. He must be really frightened. I know how he feels. Get in the car. My shoes. Leave them. All right, over there. Molly. I'm fine. He could have killed you. Yes, I know. The old baby? Yes, later. What about the trial? Aren't you meant to be reporting on it? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not used to this. No, I can see that. What about some tea? Yes, but first I must go to the hairdresser. Are you serious? Yes, I am. It's a matter of life and death. Not seen you before? No. I was a friend of Mrs. Fenton. Oh, yes. Terrible business. I understand her husband is on trial for her murder. Yes. Do you know him? Mrs. Fenton was a regular. I've just been talking with Stephen Fenton. Oh, yes. He seems terribly upset. From what I know of the Major, it's hard to believe that he could do such a thing. It came as something of a surprise. He was always so happy. Yes. I went down to the court today. I saw Major Fenton. I shall never forget the look on his face. It came as something of a surprise that his wife was seeing Edward Benson. Not that I blame her for that, of course. You don't know where you are these days, do you? With the war, with everything. Would you happen to know where Mr. Benson lives? Please. I want to help. That's all. I'll do no harm. The harm has already been done. Yes. Does he live locally, Edward Benson? He has a garage off the Finchley Road. Why do you think... Look, please. 
I'd rather keep out of all this, if you don't mind. <laughs> I love the wireless, don't you? It really does help keep your mind off things. She was hiding something. <laughs> you always this suspicious. She liked Mrs. Fenton and Major Fenton. We couldn't believe it, she said. That he killed her? That she would have an affair with another man. She clearly acted out of character. We all do that from time to time. Yes. But the way she was not looking at me... She was cutting your she hair. She was definitely frightened by something. We'll have to be very careful with him. Edward Benson. There's no telling how he'll react. I used to watch him race before the war. Had an almighty crash, I remember. Smashed his legs. She was always so happy. Who? Mrs. Benson. According to the hairdresser. Are you? What? Happy. Yes. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Never have I been happier. You look so different with your hair short. Well, it was time for a change. Hello. Under here. Mr. Benson. Uh, pass me that spanner, would you? This one. It's the wrong size, but it'll have to do for the moment. Here you go. Ta. I like the footwear. Very stylish. Thanks. George used to watch you racing. Glory days long gone. I was there when you crashed. I couldn't believe it when you came out in one piece. Everyone keeps telling me I'm lucky to be alive. And you don't think so? Damn it! Where the hell is that wrench? I should be flying hurricanes, not hobbling underneath this bloody thing. Excuse my French. Is it a car you need repairing? No, it's about Mrs. Fenton. Oh, is it indeed? Mr. Benson? God, it was here. I knew it was here. Why are you not at the trial? Why would I be? I would have thought as a witness. Well, you thought wrong. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a car to repair. How did Major Fenton know that his wife was seeing you? She wasn't seeing me. I took her out driving a few times to help her with her work. What work? She was a volunteer ambulance driver. She thought I could help her drive it fast. Look, I know how you must feel. Someone you know, someone you perhaps love. Who said I loved her? Well, if you didn't, why do you think she told the Major about you? Mrs. Fenton had very strong religious beliefs. A Catholic... There's no way that even if I tried, she would have allowed any intimacy between us. I saw Stephen. Fenton. He's not a happy man. Stephen Fenton has never been a happy man. He's always tried to do better than his brother, but the harder he tries, the more he fails. How well did you know them, the Fenton brothers? They are, both of them, very possessive, jealous types. Stephen, mostly. Jealous enough to commit murder? Who knows what men are capable of? Especially now. Wearing a soldier's uniform can turn a man's head, make him think he's invincible, and then, at the same time, his wife is at home driving ambulances, working in factories, goodness knows what else. People are changing all over the bloody place. Is this what happened to Mrs. Fenton? The Major came home and found a wife he no longer recognised. If you want to get back to the old Bailey... Did Stephen tell him about you and Mrs. Fenton, do you I think? I have nothing more to say. Get out, you bastard!
You say in your report, Mr. Hardcastle, that Mrs. Fenton, in all likelihood, had her back to the Major. No, I didn't. I said without question she had her back to whoever killed her. Yes. Major Fenton says that his wife was on the floor when he hit her. Mrs. Fenton was not lying on the floor when she received the blow that killed her. How can you be so sure? Given the force with which she was hit, she would had she been lying on the ground, have incurred a considerable amount of bruising to the face. Could she not have fallen onto a cushion? There was no cushion on the floor. Perhaps it was removed, along with the weapon that killed her. Is it possible? In my considered opinion, given the evidence before me, Mrs. Fenton was not lying on the floor. But is it possible, Mr. Hardcastle? It is possible, Mr. Alexander, but extremely unlikely. Have I missed anything? What's happening? Quiet. This theory concerning the position of Mrs. Fenton, having told her husband about the affair and seeing him in an uncontrollable rage... Why would she then sit with her she back to him? tell him she wasn't having an affair with Benson. Mr. Hardcastle? I am a pathologist, Mr. Alexander, not a mind reader. Major Fenton's brother says that he heard the noise and went in to see what was happening. He saw Mrs. Fenton lying on the floor. He went to help Mrs. Fenton, trying to resuscitate her. And yet you say that it was several hours after her death that the body was moved. That is correct. It would seem to me, Mr. Hardcastle, that your report is at odds with both the man who has confessed to the crime and the one man who witnessed it. Two officers in His Majesty's army, both of whom have risked their lives for their country. Are you suggesting they are liars, Mr. Hardcastle? I believe only what the microscope and the scalpel reveal to me. Mrs. Fenton's death was not the result of a violent struggle. Mrs. Fenton was killed from behind and left to die in cold blood. Look at his face. Who? Our castle? No. The Major. He's crying? Yes. What a mess. Yes. Terrible, terrible mess. How's it going, Molly? We're not sure he did it. We? Who are we? You're a reporter, Molly, not Sherlock Bloody Holmes. Oh, no, sir. I'm... Let me read what you've got so far. Oh, it's not finished. It's a lot more complicated, a lot messier than... I don't like mess, and I don't like complications. Beginning, middle... Aren't you interested in the truth? I'm interested in selling newspapers. What if the Major didn't actually do it? Why did he confess to it, then? Why is he on trial? Oh, you see how interesting it is with all these unanswered questions. My whole life is about unanswered questions. When are the Germans going to invade? Will they still want newspapers? Is my eldest boy going to drown in the cold Atlantic Sea? I don't like these questions. In fact, I hate them. I rely on my newspapers to supply me with some answers, some comfort. I didn't know your son was in the Navy. Merchant Navy, please. What's his name? Never mind his name. Major Fenton is a war hero, yes? Yes. He accidentally killed his wife, yes? Molly, if we start questioning everything that we are fighting for, our heroes, our justice system, we are left with nothing. Doing. The paper goes to print tomorrow, Molly. As yet, I don't have a front page. You don't know the story. Right, headline. But... War hero fights for his life. No. He doesn't give a damn what happens to him. He will, come his last meal. What's all this about Hardcastle? Well, his evidence shows that it can't have been manslaughter. That's it. Thank you, Molly. What? War hero fights Hardcastle's evidence. Mr. Hardcastle doesn't want him to hang. How do you know? Well, I've spoken with him. He showed me the photos of Mrs. Fenton. Have you got them? No. Oh, bloody hell, Molly! He can't help the evidence. 
I'll bet if it was his son up there on trial for murder, he'd soon see it differently. Major Fenton didn't murder his wife. His QC is going for manslaughter. No, he didn't do it. What's the story, then? I don't know. I took a chance on you, Molly. You didn't see the Major's face. Go home. What about the story? What story? High-ranking, medal-wearing army officer on trial for the brutal murder of his wife at the Old Bailey? According to you, there is no bloody story. There will be. I promise. Please. Get out, Molly. What? Now, before I throw you out. Here you are. Chops. I've got them special. CQ, join it. That's my philosophy. Your favourites for afters. Stewed fruit and junket. Something to look forward to. That uh, soldier came round earlier. Soldier? Said his name was George. Oh, yes. George. Two left feet and a very beautiful mouth. You're going dancing, he said. Oh, I can't. Not tonight. Did you ever have an affair, Mrs. B? I beg your pardon. An affair? No, I did not. Were you ever tempted? What? To have an affair? Why would I? Your husband's away. You're bored. You want some company. Is that all you think marriage is? No. My husband was often away. I was too busy to get bored. But, oh, sometimes at night. God, I missed him. It didn't enter my head to have an affair. We're not all fly-by-nights, you know. I don't think Mrs. Fenton was of that sort either. No. Nor do I. So what happened? I'll tell you something. When my husband was away, his family had come and called to see me. His mother nearly drove me around the bend. His brother used to pop round, too. Said he wanted to make sure I was being true to my husband, and all the while he was saying things, hinting at things. What things? Nothing you could pin down. The way he looked at me, how he was with me. He'd sometimes brush past me, get a bit too close, make suggestions. Why didn't you say anything? Who to? Your husband. And what? Turn brother against brother? Rip a whole family to pieces? No. It's not those from outside who pose most danger, but those from the inside, the family. Those who can come and go without suspicion. Sorry to disturb you at home, Mr. Hardcastle. You were at the Old Bailey today. Yes, that's right. Do you know what the time is? I think I know what happened to Mrs. Fenton. You're a reporter. I know you don't want to talk to them, but... My predecessors used the press to enhance their reputations. They became impregnable. Everything they said in court was believed. I won't let that happen to me. Mrs. Fenton was not having an affair with Edward Benson. 
Then why did you tell the Major that she was? I don't think she did. So why did he kill her? He didn't. Ah, he's confessed to a crime he neither committed nor had the motive. I believe he's covering for someone else. Who? Someone close enough to matter to him. His brother? Is the most obvious suspect. Why would he have done all this? Uh, to protect him. Have you met Stephen? Briefly. According to Edward Benson, Stephen was very jealous of his brother. His house, his wife, his war record. If he killed Mrs. Fenton, as you're suggesting, why on earth is the Major protecting him? I don't know. When I tried to talk to Stephen, he took a pop at me with his shotgun. Interfering reporters who disturb people day and night deserve all they get. I wonder if you could persuade the police to ask the Major about his brother, about coming home and finding the The police body. have been trying to get him to answer these questions from the beginning, but all he says is... It was my fault. I'm to blame. When he heard your evidence, the details of how his wife was killed, he was deeply shaken. I think he genuinely believed that his wife fought for her life, or that she died as a result of some tragic, violent outburst. Hmm. Well, thank you for calling. Uh, try using the telephone next time. I don't have one. What are you going to do? Sleep. I suggest you do the same. Good night. Good night. My client has nothing further to say. Major Fenton, why did you confess to a crime he did not commit? Major Fenton! What's happening? Hardcastle came up with some new evidence. The police are questioning the Major's brother. Mr. Hardcastle? Molly, how nice to see you. What happened? I simply told Inspector Andrews what we had discussed, and he went to talk to both the Major and his brother. Did Stephen murder Mrs. Fenton? Yes, he did. He wanted to have an affair with Mrs. Fenton. Not because he loved her, but to prove something to himself and to his brother. And she said no. So it would seem. When Stephen found out that she was seeing Benson, innocent though it was... He flew into a jealous rage and killed her. Well, no. He stole a wrench from Benson's garage to make it look like Benson's doing. And killed her, much as I described, in cold blood. If he couldn't have her, then no one could. I understand all of that. Or rather, I think I do. But why did the Major confess? He's an honourable man. He decided that he was the one who was ultimately responsible. Well, even though his brother had murdered his wife? Stephen must have lied to his brother. Said that there was a fight over Benson and that he was protecting the family name. Will Stephen be convicted? On the evidence, yes, he will. So, I have helped save the Major, but managed to condemn his brother. You have helped reveal the truth of what happened. There are mitigating circumstances. The court may be lenient. Molly! George! How long have you known him? George? Two days. <laughs> Why do you ask? Just be careful. Where were you last night? Good day to you. Uh, yes, goodbye, Mr. Hardcastle. I waited hours for you. Oh, I had work to do. The Major is innocent. We were right. I want to get married, Molly. Who to? You. I know. Too fast. Too fast. Please, George. I love you. Oh, you don't even know me. I know, but I want to, Molly. Really know you. And I don't know anything about you. Well, I wear coats that don't fit me properly. I drive like a lunatic. I can't dance very you well. You ran away from the army. I'm not like Major Fenton. How do you mean? not lying to you. What the Major did was honourable. You don't think I'm honourable? I didn't say that. 
I just want to know why you decided not to climb aboard the train that would take you back to your regiment. Everything I say in way of explanation will sound like a feeble excuse. I'd like to hear it. Whatever it is. However it sounds, I need to know. What? What do you want from me? The truth, George. That's all. The truth? Right. Here's the truth. Until I met you, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. It was a mess. A long, dark, endless tunnel. Nothing made sense to me. I could feel and hear and see nothing. But now, because of you, that's the truth. I've got something for you. A ring? No, that would be going too fast. Here. A necklace? Mother of Pearl. I don't know what to say. Then the best thing to do is say nothing. Just agree to come out with me tonight. What time is it? At the Palais. Oh, my sorry. I've missed the deadline. was my story. I can do it, Molly, because it's my newspaper. And yes, Molly, it was your story, but no, it's not. I was right, though, wasn't I? About Major Fenton. Yes, you were, but you were too late. You failed. I uncovered the story. You got too involved. It's because of me the Major has got off. And what happens next time? When you do a big story and start questioning the whole of bloody London about it. I was doing my job. No, you weren't. You were doing someone else's. I worked bloody hard to save that man's life. How old are you? Nineteen. My son is nineteen. When he first came home from sailing the Atlantic, I didn't recognize him. He looked older than his grandfather. He couldn't speak. We could hear him at night. I wanted to go in and just hold him and tell him that everything was going to be all right. But I couldn't do it. Don't tell me that you work hard. That what you do saves people's lives. Mr. Hardcastle believes you're in the wrong job. I spoke with him. And what's more, Molly, I agree with him. Are you firing me? Before you answer that, I resign on a matter of principle. That's what I like about you, Molly. You're matters of principle. The way things are going, there'll be no place for people like you in journalism. Where are you off to now? Hardcastle had no right to call you. No, perhaps not. But he's right, Molly. Your son? I thought you'd gone. Have you had any word? His convoy was due home four days ago. I'm sorry. You're not the only one. Good, you're back. Mrs. B, you won't believe what has happened to me. Molly. I've lost my job. Oh, no. I help Mr. Hardcastle and the police, and what does he do? He telephones my editor and gets me the sack. There's a, a gentleman here to see you. George. You. Yes, me. My editor has sacked me, or rather I was forced to resign because of you. I never knew I held such sway with the press. You said I was in the wrong job. You are. Were. I hate to see someone wasted on something they're unsuited for. Shall I get you some more tea? No! Yes, thank you. What are you doing here? If you've come to apologise, it's too late. How much do you know about George Blackburn? George. 
What has he told you uh, about his circumstances? He had a weekend pass and hasn't gone back. Have you told the police? No. If you have... He's a deserter, Molly. A deserter? He was at Dunkirk. He tried to rescue his friend. I'm not suggesting he's not brave, Molly. I'm concerned that if you help him or harbour him, that you will be an accessory to a very serious crime. I see. He wants to marry me. Whatever happens, he will be caught. The army don't like it when one of their own dishonours them. I knew there was something. I asked him to tell me, but he wouldn't. Do you know? What? Why he did it, why he deserted. You're seeing him again? Tonight. I know of the circumstances of his desertion, but I think he should be the one to give you his reasons. Thank you for coming here. It's been quite a day. You all right? Yes. Fine. Is it something I've said? I lost my job. Oh. Have you thought about what I asked you? I know, George. What? That you were a deserter. I hate that word. Is it true? I thought you said you knew. I don't want to believe it. Oh, yes. Technically, I am a deserter. Why did you lie to I me? I didn't lie. You said you had a weekend pass. I did have a weekend pass. I thought you meant the weekend just gone not two bloody months ago. I'm giving myself up. Because of you, Molly. I do so want to believe you, George. I thought that if I told you... Well, I wouldn't have helped you. Would you? No. I don't think I would. I think it would be better if we sit this one out. No, please. Best to keep moving. Hardcastle told you, didn't he? Does it matter? It matters a great deal. I don't want to be caught. Not now. I want to give myself up. Do the honourable thing and all that. Has he told anyone else? I don't know. I doubt it. He knows what you mean to me. What happened... George, I need to know. I lost faith. In what? In me. In mankind. The war. So do a lot of people. That doesn't make them all deserters. George. Why did Major Fenton cover for his brother? I don't know. I do. He was the one who was responsible. No. Not for the murder, the actual doing of it, but for everything else. For allowing it to happen. He was the one. I didn't hear the air sirens. They went off ages ago. Don't you ever go into a shelter? Not if I can help it. Best take it as it comes. Move. Where to? Under the table. George! Don't worry. I'll cover you. Shut your mouth and keep still. 
Hospital, dear. How are you feeling, Molly? I don't rightly know. You are lucky. A few cuts and bruises. What about George? Oh, I'm not sure you should get up just yet. No, I want to. I feel fine. Is George dead? No, he's not. But it's best you know the truth. He might not pull through. Yes. Thank you. Can I see him? I'll go and find out for you. Thank you, Mrs. B. Uh, where are my shoes? I don't know. Ah, uh, so lucky with shoes. It's probably best that you get. Some I rest. can't sleep. No. Are you married, Mr. Hardcastle? I was, yes. She's no longer alive. Oh. Elizabeth rented a cottage up in Scotland to finish a book. She was a writer. An artist, illustrator. A very good one, as it happens. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked. No, no, I don't mind talking about her. I like talking about her. It helps. People don't usually ask. How did she die? That I don't know. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. No. It's a shock, I think. Of course it is. I told George that no matter what happens, he'd be safe with me. He covered my body with his. Yeah. Have this. Have you noticed they don't make handkerchiefs any big enough these days? No. Molly, I'm sorry you lost your job. It wasn't my intention. Oh, he was right. It wasn't for me. What will you do? I don't know. I've not thought. Molly, what's happened? Is it George? Molly? Hello, George. I knew something was going to happen. I said... No. You look so beautiful. You're all right. You saved my life. No, Molly... You saved mine. Don't die, George. Going home at last. No, please, George. Molly. Yes. I'm here. Will you do something for me? <coughs> Go and work for Hardcastle. What? How? You wouldn't want me. You must try. Ask him. Why do you want me to? He's... You don't often find men of his caliber. I know he's brilliant, but... There's something else. What do you mean? I owe him a debt, Molly. A real debt. He was... George? He saved me from being shot. Promise me you'll ask yes, him? Yes, I will. I promise. Good, good. Don't worry, Molly. He's got your name on it. George. 
My life isn't all glamorous murder investigations and going to the Old Bailey. I work in prisons, asylums, hospitals. Most of the mortuaries I have to attend are outdated. They're run-down, smelly, disgusting buildings that have never, I don't think, ever had a woman in them. Except when she's dead, of course. And the places I have to go to, the back alleys, the filthy courtyards, rat-infested tenements. And then there's the unearthing of half-eaten bodies in spinneys and cottages, decomposing corpses in pub toilets, in ditches and old tin baths. Before you go on, Mr. Hardcastle, I wonder, could you tell me about George? I need to know. Please. You know he was at Dunkirk? Yes. He tried to save his friend. George and a few of the platoon that survived found themselves in a hotel in Dover. There, at the bar, sipping their malt whiskies, were two RAF officers. The fight was inevitable, the outcome tragic. He killed an RAF officer. From where the army was standing, on the beach at Dunkirk, the RAF were nowhere to be seen. In that bar in Dover, two of them were asked why. A flight lieutenant was killed. The other seriously injured. Who did what to whom was unclear, but George, as the senior officer, took full responsibility. The evidence said otherwise, and I managed to clear his name. But something had happened on the beach at Dunkirk, at the hotel in Dover, and afterwards during the investigation. He lost faith. And deserted. He was going to go back to his regiment. Everything was going to be all right. You best sit down, Molly. I feel... Oh, God. It comes in waves. What? Grief. I was dancing a few hours ago, laughing, singing. Look at me. I'm shaking. Uh, Here's a blanket. Thank you. I wasn't like this at the funeral. I wasn't like anything. Were you there? After Elizabeth died, I made a vow. No more funerals. I feel numb. That's the way of it. Oh, I think you should get some sleep. I'm sorry I disturbed you. You must be tired. Oh, I think I'll sleep until Christmas. Is that a picture of your wife? Yes. She's very beautiful. You must miss her. George kept asking these silly questions about love at first sight and knowing when your time is up. Do you believe in any of that? No. Do you? I believe that George led me to you. Yes, but I can't have you shaking like a leaf at every dead body. How do I know you'll be strong enough? Well, George thought so. His death has upset you, has it not? Well, you can see that it has. George's story is but one of hundreds, thousands that will break your heart. The baby who was left to starve in a chest of drawers, the little girl whose dress caught fire, the tart savagely cut open by her client, the suicides, the failed abortions, the gas explosions, the direct hit on a crowded air raid shelter. The unexplained death of a beautiful woman found in a cottage in Scotland. Do you still want the job? I would like to think about it. Of course. Take as long as you need. I'll ring for a taxi. Uh, yes, a taxi, please. Uh, Thank you. We opened up a whole new vista of forensic medicine which hadn't been explored before well one for example was the Dobkin case when we had this little sort of parcel of bones that had been found in the graveyard in Kennington and then they brought it back to guys and wrapped it in a sheet 
and put her below my desk so that I used to sit with Mrs. Dobkin, but we didn't know who she was then, below my desk, which I didn't like very much. We just had bones and skulls attached from the bones. No identification at all. Really, we identified her through the dental surgeon. We managed to find her dental surgeon. And his dental records were what proved that she was Mrs. Dobkin. And that was the first time that a dental records had been used so conclusively in a murder investigation. I think quite a lot of these cases of course, the, the murders, or many of them, connected with war because the gir girls were often killed by soldiers. They were picked up and very often strangled and things like this. And so we had quite a supply of those cases and the men used to come home and find their wives had been unfaithful to them and bump them off. All sorts of things like that. Spring, 1942. working in mortuaries, looking at dead bodies, hearing the most dreadful things, and here you are crying over a stupid film. Oh, the wind is more than a film, Mrs. B. You're telling me. Time it took felt more like three films. Look at the queue to see the two o'clock showing. I prefer something more English, with some laughs in it. Everyone wants to escape. What are you talking about? Did you notice? When the siren sounded, nobody left. Maybe they were all asleep. Molly! Castle. I thought it was you. This is Mrs. B, my landlady. Yes, we've met. Oh, of course. Were you watching the film? No. I wouldn't bother. How did you know I'd be here? You told me yourself yesterday, Molly. Well, we were just going for lunch. Do you want to join us? I've had a telephone call. Scotland Yard. Oh? They've got something for us. What is it this time? Not another murdered body. I don't know how you two cope. We have to, Mrs. B. That's our job. Where are we going? Hankley Common. You know it. I was brought up there. I used to play on the commons. It's lovely. Well, you can show us the way. I thought you were on holiday in Scotland. I changed my mind. Well, you need a break. It's the second anniversary of my wife's death. I didn't realise. I was going to Scotland too. I don't know. I changed my mind. You've been doing seven days a week for over two months now. There's a war on, Molly. Yes, but even those in the thick of the fighting are allowed to take leave. Slow down. Hmm? Pull over there. <laughs> school. I thought you were sent away. Not at five. 
I wonder how long they've been using it as a hospital. Oh, do you think he is? Which one? In the wheelchair. I don't know, 20, 25, maybe? Younger, much younger. He's no older than Christopher, my son. Should be in his first year at university, not flying planes, all but losing his life. Is your son in the Air Force? Yes, he is, in the thick of the fighting. Where's he based? I'm not sure. I've not seen him since my wife's death. I see. He blames me for what happened. So does my daughter. That's somehow harder to bear. That doesn't mean you have to work yourself to death. <laughs> you wouldn't miss me, that's for sure. Why do you say that? Here comes another one. I was meant to stay with Elizabeth in Scotland. We've not been away together for years, not alone. Go fishing, walking. Took up a paint and easel. So beautiful, the landscapes. But work. I had to go back. Or rather, I chose to go back. So when she died, she was on her own. It just wasn't there. Oh, listen to him. This is awful. Where are they all coming from? Looks like bomber crews on the forward bases. I don't know who suffers the most, the young men or the parents. May I ask a question? About my wife, how she died? Yes. I still don't know if I'm to blame. The official verdict was death by misadventure. The police were convinced that she'd taken her own life. I'm so sorry. She was found lying in the bath, drowned. She fell asleep. Elizabeth was a fiercely intelligent woman. She wouldn't have taken her own life, not just because of her religious convictions, but Elizabeth loved life. She loved me, our children, her work. Did you see her? Examine the body. No. I identified her. What do you think might have happened? Without all the facts. Whatever happened, it was my fault. How do you know that? we best go. Why don't we walk through the woods? It won't take long. You can. I, I don't feel up to it. I'll stay with you. I'll be fine, Molly. You walk. It's a lovely evening. You've not told me why we're here. I've not told you, Molly, because I don't know myself. What? A call from Scotland Yard, Hankley Common, ASAP. Is it straight on? See there, where it says restricted access. Just follow the road round. Are you sure you want to walk? I'll probably get there before you do. Well, you be careful. Oh, my God. 
identification. Your papers. I'm on official business. Are you blind? Can't you read? Army personnel only. Restricted access. Scotland Yard. Ask me. To... Hardcastle. Molly. Oh, what's going on? Stay where you are. Please, this is Mr. Hardcastle, the home office pathologist. The what? Forensics. You didn't say that. Yeah, because you didn't give me a chance. Mr. Hardcastle? You know this man? Yes, I do. This is quite unacceptable. We have orders to stop and search, sir. This is England, for God's sake. Are you all right? Oh, absolutely fine. The Allied forces working as one. Molly? Yes? You look as if you've seen a ghost. I'll tell you later. I suggest you leave your car here and we'll walk. It's not far. Hmm. My name's Webb, Chief Inspector Webb, Scotland Yard. I'm so sorry about your welcoming committee. The whole place has gone off like a swarm of hornets. This is my assistant, Molly. How do you do? Good to have you here. That's more than the Americans seem to think. I should have warned you. Colonel Allen, the commanding officer here, has overreacted somewhat. We wanted to keep the whole thing under wraps. A body has been found. On the common? On the base itself. As I'm sure you're aware, the Americans have authority over their men and the bases on which they serve. As to what happens with regards to the conduct of army personnel, the government are in the process of making some sort of deal. Yes, I know all about it. The Visiting Forces Act. Oh, you've been consulted? Unofficially, I have. Surely if there's a serious crime, the British police are called in. There are important questions of procedure, Molly, of law. But if they break the law in this country, isn't it right that our judicial system takes care of them? I gather the Americans want their forces to be exempt from prosecution in a British court. I believe so. So Hankley Common is a little piece of America now, is it? Yes, I think it is. Chief Inspector, is the body that of a soldier? No, it's a woman. Here we are. Stay there, both of you. What is it? Who found her? Military police officers. When? In the early hours. Did they disturb anything? I don't think so. I need to know. Well, one of the men had been a cop from New York, as he told me. He called the police before informing the colonel. Otherwise, I don't know what might have happened. Yeah, hold my jacket, would you, Molly? I wonder how long she's been there. These flies will have started laying their eggs almost immediately. Mr. Hardcastle is an expert on maggot sizes. As I suspected, there's not a mark on her. No blood. I want a very accurate record of this. How was she killed if there's not a mark on her? We'll need some photographs. He's on his way. Well, he should be here now. When I was younger, this was the most frightening place on earth. If you'd rather wait in the car, Molly. So, in all probability, she might well have known her murderer. I suggest before we start speculating, we concentrate on the evidence before us. Yes. Of course. I, I was just A thinking young, that... naked woman without a mark on her. What evidence is there? Footprints. Where? Exactly. There are none. That's not possible. The ground is soft, and yet there's nothing. She can't have just dropped from the sky. I want the whole area cordoned off. What's that building over there? The officer's mess, I believe. From the officer's mess up to the woods over there and down to the bottom of the gully. All right. Anything else? No. Thank you, Chief Inspector. Very well. I'll see what I can do. Not a mark on her. How do you think she got here? No idea. And why so close to the officer's mess? She was bound to be discovered. She's on her side. Looks like she's asleep. She was placed here with care. How, when there are no footprints? I don't know. Not yet. What happened to you earlier? Yes, there were some soldiers. Keep it quiet. One ran past me going like the wind. He fell. He was being chased. Who by? Soldiers. At least two of them. Did they catch him? No, but one of them saw me, and they started to chase me. Why, for heaven's sake? I just ran. They didn't want me to see something. It's a good thing I knew where I was going. I cut back on myself and managed to avoid them. We had a tree camp when I was younger. It was still there, completely overgrown. I hid there. Would you recognize them again if you saw them? I don't think so, no. 
It's difficult to see from where I was hiding. Stop what you're doing. Who's this? I guess a captain and a colonel. I did not give you permission to touch the body. I don't need your permission. This is an American base under my jurisdiction, and, and this is a body of a murdered woman under my jurisdiction. Where the hell is your photographer? You're disturbing evidence. He wasn't murdered here. I can't believe you people. I shall also be filing an official complaint. About being stopped and questioned at the gate? My soldiers were simply obeying their orders. This concerns a group of your men. What the hell are you talking about? In the woods. It'll all be in my report, a copy of which will be sent directly to both the Home Secretary and the American Chief of Staff. Colonel Allen. Chief Inspector, I thought I made the situation clear to you. This body is not to be moved until I give the order. I will move this body when I Is that understood? You may give the orders, Colonel, but as far as this body is concerned, you have absolutely no authority. Sir, we came over from the States two weeks ago in a liner. It had to be a liner because sailing without an escort, nothing else was quick enough to get past the U-boat. Colonel. Mr. Webb. Even then we barely made it. The British have made such a goddamn hash of the Atlantic. We are stationed here without any communication system. It took us nearly two days to locate this place because there are no signposts. We have no clear orders and even less morale. So far I have seen damn little in your race to understand why we bother to come at all. I don't like you. I'll fight for you, but I don't have to like you. All that I ask in return is that you respect my orders when you're in an area occupied, even if temporarily, by the American flag. I hope I have made myself clear. Captain, sir, you have your orders. Yes, sir. Bastard. We're all right, Mr. Hardcastle. I'll talk to him. Someone should. Scotland Yard have been waiting to hear from the Home Office all day. You might telephone them, see if they've got through. This had to happen on the weekend. What are we going to do? Captain, what precisely are your orders? The body is not to be moved, sir. I have no intention... I'm sorry, Captain. I have no intention of moving this body until we have some photographs. Where the hell is he? Molly, I need to take some measurements. Right. Unless, Captain, you intend to shoot us both? No, sir. Let's get on with it. Be very careful where you tread, Molly. I want nothing disturbed. I'll take my shoes off. No, leave them on. I can identify your prints easily enough. Right, well, here's the tape measure. I'll need the thermometer. Oh, I wonder, Captain, would you be so kind as to pass the small bag? Uh, this one? Yes, thank you. Am I right in assuming this is a training camp, Captain? I see. Mum's the word. Where are you from, Captain? That's classified, Molly. Name, rank and serial number. Isn't that right, Captain? Charleston. I guess Charleston. Am I right? Charleston? (laughs) That's in the South. Yeah, I know. You sound like Rhett Butler. Uh, Clark Gable doesn't come from Charleston, miss. He's an OH-10 boy, same as me. OH-10? Ohio. Five foot six. Same as me. Excuse me, sir. May I ask, what are you doing? I wish I knew. Mr. Hardcastle is the Home Office pathologist, and I'm his assistant. Oh, you're from London? No, not originally. I, I used to live around here. You can see our church over there. My mother was a bell ringer. All quiet now. Captain, you have access to the entire common? I guess. And that includes the woods? Some, not all. Well, how do you keep people out? Of the woods? The, the base. Uh, usual ways. Fencing, wire, round-the-clock patrols. So no one can gain access, save through the main gate? Nobody. Day and night? That's right, sir. It's a pretty efficient setup. I'm sure it is, Captain. You're not being shut up in the cooler, then, Inspector. Scotland Yard have been in touch with Churchill. He's adamant that we be as accommodating as possible. Accommodating? That's right, sir. So we leave the body here, do we? The Colonel this will This be... woman was murdered, and it's my job to ascertain how. It's yours, Chief Inspector. You need not tell me my job. 
If you have no idea how she was murdered, I don't suppose you can give me a head start on a possible suspect? All I know, Chief Inspector, is that she was placed here a few hundred yards from the bottom of a gully, 200 yards from those woods, and just 50 yards from the officer's mess. That's all the information I have. And it's less than I've ever had on a case of this importance in my entire professional career. It. What? The car. I don't believe it. Do you think they searched it? I wouldn't put it past them. I thought we were all on the same side. But when it comes to murder, Molly. The men who chased you. What about them? You didn't see their faces. Not clearly, no. Would you recognize their voices? One of them seemed very nervous. No, where they came from. Think hard. Oh, I'm not sure. Who did they sound most like? Scarlett O'Hara or Rhett Butler? They were Confederates. All of them? Definitely. Mr. Hartcastle. Oh, no, here we go again. Uh, Mr. Hartcastle, the colonel would like to speak with you. Would he? If you wouldn't mind coming with me. Do we got the choice? I owe you something of an apology. I had no idea who you were. I had you figured for some local guy who was about to mess everything up. Apology accepted. Can we go now? We're working around the clock here, training troops for the North African front. I haven't had time to get ahead of the game. I understand. You don't, but listen. I'm in something of a difficult position here. We have a body, a murder victim, right? I'll know more about the victim when I've examined the body more thoroughly. I've arranged for its removal and transportation back to Guy's. May I look at it first? I will only proceed if I have your permission, Mr. Hardcastle. I don't want to tread on any toes here. I was a surgeon back home. I have an interest. And maybe, who knows, I could even be of some help. Not that you need any help. As commanding officer, I would also like to keep pace with all the information, so if it comes to a trial or whatever, I will have some first-hand knowledge of the salient facts. It's not me you should be asking, Colonel. It's for the coroner to decide. I already did that. He has no objection. Then you'll have no objection to Chief Inspector Webb and his men staying to make sure that no one walks into the area I've cordoned off, which I'll make a search of first thing tomorrow morning. You work Sundays. Is that a problem? No problem, Mr. Hardcastle. No problem at all. I'm glad to see that there's someone in this country who works as hard as I do. Have a safe journey home, both of you. Thank you, Captain. I'll uh, escort you back to your car. No need. I think we know the way. Good night. Molly, may I speak with you? Um, I have to be getting back to London. I know, I know. Um... I've got a weekend pass for tonight, and I... Uh... Wanted a dancing partner. <laughs> well, yes. God, well, I, I don't normally... Molly splits her life between the mortuaries and the dance halls. Oh, right. Do you jitterbug, Lindy Hop? Not very well, no. I could teach you. Well, I can't. We're examining the body tonight. No, we're not. Go out, Molly. Enjoy yourself. Start castle. Well, I, I could meet you uh, anywhere you say, if you'd like. Uh... I don't even know your name. Oh. It's Richardson. Captain Joseph Richardson. Colonel Allen is a worried man. Why did you say that? What? To the captain about me dancing. I thought that's what you wanted. You looked so like Rex Butler. I never said that. How dare you? I was just trying to help. You were asking him questions. I don't believe a word. I saw you. I'm very sorry, Mr. Hardcastle. I take objection to this. I'm oh, sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. 
feel like an unexploded bomb. You need a holiday. It's not just that. Your wife? The dead girl, just lying there. I can usually cut myself off, but for some reason, by now... I don't want to talk anymore. I'm sick of it. How slow can they go? An army truck. Thought these yanks went at a hundred miles an hour. Out the bloody way! What are you doing? You're not going to make it. You could have killed us. I know, I know. I miss this. Oh! Where did that come from? Here comes another one. Up there. Are they fighting off training? Oh. I often wonder if I'm doing enough. Those men up there, boys, same age as me, risking their lives every day. And us, down here. It's for you they do it. Not just for you, of course, for us. For here. Your son... He must be very brave. They say that the bravest are the ones that are the most frightened. When did you last see your daughter? At my wife's funeral. Have you not tried since? Oh, of course. I've written to her a few times. She works on my brother's farm. He tells me that she's stopped ripping the letters up, at least. We'd best get back. Are you all right to drive? I'll take you to the station. I don't mind your driving that much. No, I might stay a while. Why? Something Webb said about the colonel. If he had been informed about the dead girl before the police were, he knows what might have happened. You don't trust him. They don't trust me. I'll stay. No, you go out. All work and no play. What about you? You can always say no, you know. To whom? To G.I. Joe. What? And give up the opportunity to Lindy Hop. <laughs> over here. Who's that? It's not so deep that you'll drown. Who are you? What are you doing here? That's my question, I think. If you don't cross now, they'll catch you. Are they after you as well? This is no laughing matter. Would you brighten up a little water? No. Oh, shit. Come on, move it. I'm going as fast as I can. Over here. Come on. Let's best hide behind here. With me. You're the government man, right? Yes. How do you know? I saw you. Why are you here? Well, I was running, but there's nowhere to hide in this country. So I came back. Over here, sir. Which way did he go? Over the broke, sir. Did you murder that young woman? Son of a bitch! Oh, uh, let me go. Was you saying I did? Oh, uh, Christ. Oh, is that what you're saying? No. Uh, let me go. Uh, oh, they're going to catch you. And you. No, only when I'm ready. And you better be careful out here. Same as that young lady I saw you with. Who's it you she saw this afternoon? Oh, this is a very dangerous place. Do you know who she was? The victim? Sir, everyone knows. Cross over here. Oh, sir. I thought the dogs might become sent across the water. There's no wind. What about it? It's right behind us. Is it? So framed about. I thought you, you were going to kill not me. Oh, no, you're not afraid of me. 
it's you. And you. I can smell it. Real fear. We're, we're over here! Over here! Get that damn light out of my face! Stand up! Against the tree! We aren't exactly breaking the law. We? Colonel! Who's we? He was right here. Who? I'm getting too used to being dogged by my assistant. She's with Captain Richardson, I understand. Yes. And what exactly are you doing, Mr. Hardcastle, alone in the dark, soaking wet, talking to yourself? Protecting my interests. Mr. Webb told me about you. He said you were the best man in the country. I was very kind. I see some of my men get like you when they can't stop, can't sleep. Driving themselves and their men into the ground, they become a danger to themselves and the whole operation. Damn you. I suggest you return to your car and go home. Back to London. We'll see you first thing tomorrow as arranged. Good teacher. Uh, it's cooler out here. Yes. A cigarette? Have one of mine. No, no. Yes, I'm sick. Oh, thank you. That's better. It gets hot. Sure does. Hey, was that an American accent, Molly? <laughs> yes, God, embarrassing. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. The dancing, I just lose myself. Is that St. Paul's over there? Isn't it beautiful? It looks mighty vulnerable lit up like that. They can't black out the moon. How the hell happened the Germans hit it? It's protected. You believe? Yes, I do. A few years ago, I wouldn't have done, but now it has to be. that There's no other explanation. What's America like? <laughs> Big. I know that. Is it like the films? Sure. Some in color, some in black and white. <laughs> I see it. New York. A Statue of Liberty. Yeah. What did you do before the war? All these questions. Oh, okay, I don't want to know, not really. Let's just live now in the moment, okay? Are you all right? Can I speak to you in confidence? If it's about work, the matter of the girl, if you know something... No, it's not about the girl. It's about you. Me? Yeah. Be careful, Molly. You have to be real careful. What does that mean? You were seen. In the woods? Are you, are you talking about? Were you there? No. You were? No. Who then? There are some people, some things they believe in. America's a big place, you know? A lot of different people who are now all together, and it sure as hell feels strange. I don't understand. Uh, 
say all the European countries had to be in one big army, and you found yourself alongside a German or an Italian, a fascist, and it doesn't matter what you think because you, we, were all on the same side. Those men who chased me. Just be careful, Molly. Please. That's all I can say. You, you want to dance some more? I think I want to spend the night with you. I can't believe I just said that. I'm not even blind to the wide. What's that? I'm not drunk. I, I want to sleep with you, make love with you. You must think I'm dreadful to ask. I, I suppose it is, but I... What does Scarlet say? Tomorrow is another day. We both know that tomorrow we might not even be here. But what, what do we do? Well, I, I was hoping you'd know. Well, I, I didn't mean that. Well, I, you know, I've, I've not done this before. I mean, been with anyone. Oh. Real-life unpicked English rose. Where were you thinking? Where exactly were you proposing? Well, I, I can't take you home to Mrs. B. She wouldn't approve, and, and not a hotel. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I couldn't go through with that. This is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm saying. Is this what Lindy Hopping does to people? Now, how about we just walk? Huh? Yes, yes. Let's just, let's just do that. Let's walk. Where is this? Green Park. Oh, is that the palace? Yeah, it is. It's amazing how dark London can be in a blackout. Oh, you're safe with me. You don't think there's many here, do you? No, they're not here. I know she was murdered sometime Friday night. Most of the men were on leave Friday. Fewer potential suspects. I guess. You know how she died? Not yet. She and will examine her sometime tomorrow. You ever mind what you do? Mind? Looking at dead bodies. You get used to it. I'm not sure I could. I used to be a reporter on the paper. It must be well after midnight. Yes. Half the American army must be here. Not very romantic, is it? Yeah. Look, um, if you've changed your mind. No, no. I wonder before we. Do you think you could kiss me? You surprised me. Were you waiting up? No. What time is it? Coming up to six. My watch has stopped. Where have you been? What have you done to your coat? What? It's covered in grass. I need a bath. Molly, what's happened? Has someone hurt you? No, I went dancing. With that American? He taught me to Lindy Hop. He... Oh, Mrs. B. He didn't force himself on you, did no, he? No, no, I wanted him to. I even went prepared. Can't believe it. My first time was outside. Was it? Got a cold bum and I was bitten. Bloody <laughs> midges. <laughs> That's better. It was awful, Mrs. B. Really awful. Why tonight? With this American? Oh, malaria. I beg your pardon? It's what it feels like. The war, you mean? Yes. Do you feel it? We all do, Molly, from mm. time to time. Doesn't mean to say we run off with the nearest good-looking American. I thought it would snap me out of it. That's why I've been to see Gone with the Wind six times. Some people drink. Some start new allotments, a new baby. My mother has started to read all the great Russian novels in Russian. You know the worst of it, Mrs. B. What, dear? I've stopped saying when this war is over. It will be. You'll see. Oh, I wish I could just run into a cold sea. I want some colour. Or a bright star. 
I'll boil you some water. Yes, thank you. Oh, that old editor of yours phoned. Mr. McNabb. I said you'd call as soon as you got in. Excellent, yes. And you see him. You're not going to work on the newspaper again, no, are you? No, of course not. He said you were to be careful, Molly. What? Why? What do you mean? Just that. He sounded worried. Did he? What about? About you. Yeah. The river, Molly, look at it. The best view in London. The docks are rather what's left of them. Mm. I like watching the boats, the ones that make it home. Those warehouses have been burning for days now. I hope you've got a good story for me. No. I hear they found a girl murdered down near Guildford. I need your help. Yes, you do. She was murdered by a yank. <laughs> we don't know that. I do. They're trying to cover it up. You're joking, who are? And Hardcastle sending in an official complaint. How do you know about that? A colleague of mine working in Guildford went to have a little snoop and was told in no uncertain terms that he was to keep well away. Now, he's not easily frightened, Molly, but he's frightened now. It's not why I'm here. You and Hardcastle had better be careful. Mr. Hardcastle's wife went to Scotland on a holiday two years ago and was found dead. Well, let's hope the same doesn't happen to him. It was thought she'd committed suicide. I didn't know that. That's not a story for you to print. What do you take me for, Molly? Mr. Hardcastle wasn't allowed to examine the body. So what happened? You have some friends up there. Contacts. I'll see what I can do then. You look tired, Molly. Telephone me at home, not at work. Does Hardcastle not know you're doing this? I think he believes his wife was murdered. If I can help find out who or why, I believe it might make his life worth living. Bad as that, is it? He can't go on much longer like this. He's got to watch his step with those yanks. And so have you. Young woman, early twenties. Height, five foot six. Approximate time of death. Young woman, early twenties. Height, five foot six. Approximate time of death. Sorry. You're late. Oh, the bus ran out of petrol. I had to walk the last half mile. You shouldn't have waited. I didn't know we were leaving so early. I phoned you last night. Well, I was out. I know that, with G.I. Joe. You encouraged it. I did not encourage you to turn up 20 minutes late, looking like death warmed up. How much sleep have you had? None by the looks of it. It won't happen again. If you're going to make a habit of behaving like this, I suggest you consider whether you're in the right profession. Can we go now? Yes. I'm sorry. So am I. Mr. Hardcastle. Yes. How much sleep did you get last night? There was work to do. As there is now. Come on. Mr. Hardcastle. Colonel Allen. Captain Richardson. Sir. I thought you might have gotten here a little earlier. I hope the cordoned off area hasn't been trampled over. It won't matter if it has. You've got the murderer. One of my men decided to go AWOL, make a run for it. We soon tracked him down. Does Chief Inspector Webb know this? He's interviewing the man right now. I'll still need to make a detailed inspection, Colonel. Of course. The whole area has been guarded throughout the night. Mm, good. 
Damn right it's good. We now know that the victim's name is Florence Green. She was 20 years old and she was murdered where she was found. Are you sure, Colonel? There were no marks on the ground. We also know that she told him she was pregnant. She wasn't, no. You examined her? Earlier this morning. Whether she was pregnant or not, it's what she told him. She tried to force him to marry her. Us Americans seem to be a means of escape for some of your women. How did he kill her? That we don't know. He's not told us as yet. She died of a heart attack. Well, that's the answer. She told him she was pregnant. He got mad. Must have frightened her to death. How would he have done that? He has a long record of violent offenses. How did he get into the army? He had a choice. Serve time or join up. What's his name? Private August Ferron. A colored? No, ma'am, he's not a colored. He's some sort of Indian. He's half French-Canadian, half Cree. In the woods, over there, he built himself a wigwam. A wigwam? Florence Green had been living with him in it. Her clothes were all over the place, a diary, some personal things. It beggars belief. They must have had an argument. He chased her out. She ran down here, frightened to death. Who can blame her, hunted by an animal? We don't know that for sure, sir. Captain? Looks like it's going to rain. Where are you going? To the gully. But what the hell for? Molly, I'll need your help. Yes, of course. Captain. Sir. We'll need some umbrellas. Sir. Careful where you tread, Molly. Oh, this is the second pair of stockings I'm about to ruin. What are we looking for? Not sure. Footprints, marks on the ground, anything. I thought you ran from the woods. Maybe, maybe not. They've arrested someone who's admitted to killing her. So how did he do it? You said yourself she had a heart attack. That. Over there. Footprints. The whole area has been disturbed. Yeah, and not by just one person. I don't understand. What does this mean? Molly! Who's this? Joe. Ah. Hi. I'm working. I uh, thought you might want an umbrella. No, no, we're fine. Will you not walk there, please? Oh, sure. Have you found something? Please. Can we talk? No, no, later. You can go, Molly. If you... Mr. Hardcastle and I... Molly, to... stay or go. I'll meet you in the canteen. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Work and pleasure. Do you think I'm enjoying this? Him, you, any of this? Let's concentrate on the evidence, shall we? Please. She ran from over there. That's the officer's man. From that direction. That doesn't make any sense. She was being chased. Surely she'd head towards it for safety. Unless those that were chasing her were officers. Officers? Yes. Three, maybe four. I don't believe it. Officers wouldn't. Besides, Private Ferron has been caught. Yes, he has. So why are you fighting that? Is it because of Colonel Allen? Because somehow he's right and you're wrong. Who was chasing her? Ferron. Wearing four pairs of shoes? There are no footprints at the ridge where the body was found. Trained soldiers, Molly. This camp has taught them to cover their tracks. No. They caught up with her here, and then after she collapsed, they carried her up there. She was certain to be found. Why? I don't know. And why risk it the time, the possibility of being seen? I don't know. They're trained officers. Surely they'd leave her here, or better, they'd cover the body or throw her into the stream at the bottom. So why didn't they? You, Mr. Hardcastle, don't seem so sure. Of what? Of what happened. Oh, and you do. Can we do it again sometime? Go out, I mean. Dancing. It was a mistake. I'm sorry. You were the first woman I ever... The first. You know, 
The girls in my neighborhood go to church every day, twice on Sundays. They have chaperones. First and only time they have sex is with their husbands. What are you saying? Oh, damn it. I'm sorry. No. no please. I just want to see you again. Is that so bad? Oh, here you are. I was just leaving. Please. Tomorrow night. No. The club where we danced. I'll meet you outside. I can't. I'll be there from eight. I won't be there. I'll wait all night if I have to. I think he likes you. Can we go now? He signed a confession. Ferrand? Yes, and Colonel Allen won't let me speak with him. Why do you want to? Something's not right, Molly. Can you ask the chief inspector? No, he doesn't want to cause an international incident. What did Ferrand say? I don't know. He's in court tomorrow. So soon? Preliminary hearing. Guildford. What can you do? Mr. Hardcastle, I hope you'll both be staying for lunch. Thank you, Colonel. The jailer, Mr. Davis, over at Guildford. He makes a very fine cup of tea. Molly, yes. I want you to put a call into that editor friend of yours. Now, if you would. He'll be at lunch. The Rose and Crown was bombed out, wasn't it? Was there, and he killed me. Well, call him at whatever pub he now spends his profits in. And please, it won't wait. Solo, you can see the pilots' faces. Boys, frightened boys. You're shivering. It's cold out here. Have my jacket. Thank you. What did Mr. Hardcastle tell you exactly? That his wife was found in the bath, apparently drowned, that it looked like suicide, but he was sure that wasn't the case. Did he mention a half-empty whiskey bottle on the floor of the bathroom? No. That she was reading a collection of poems by Wilfred Owen? The war poet. Dolce et decorum est. That's not proof of anything. I love those poems. I also drink whiskey when I can afford it. Me too. Who have you been speaking to? The sergeant who found the body. Was there a note? His wife was an illustrator, an artist. I think so. Yes, yes. Uh, Up in Scotland to paint the mountains and the lakes, the heather, the beautiful country. That's right. The canvases she took with her were all empty. Maybe she wasn't inspired. She'd cut through them all with a razor blade. Did Hardcastle see all this? Not only did he see, but he was asked if he wanted to examine the body of his wife, which is certainly not usual, not just because he's the husband, but also he has no authority in a Scottish court. And he said no? He said no. He identified her, but declined to examine her. Maybe he couldn't face it. I mean, what a thing to have to do. He would have discovered that it wasn't murder or foul play, nor was it an accident. She drank the whiskey, got in the bath, and closed her eyes. He told me. Maybe he doesn't understand why. Maybe he doesn't want to. His children blame him completely. He probably blames himself. I know I would. His wife was a Catholic. There was a Bible in the bedroom, her own. Pages ripped out, whole passages scribbled over. God. She must have been desperate. Up there, by herself, trying to make sense of things. Her family, her children. I loved my son more than life itself. But what world did I bring him into? I would have given my life if I thought he would have been spared. We see a lot of suicides. 
Sometimes I think it's like an epidemic. Men, women, children, all ages, all professions, but most of the time the coroner records them as deaths by misadventure. The secret victims of war. No wonder he's driving himself like this. You just make sure that if he goes under, you don't fall with him. Here we are, Mr. Hardcastle. Molly, welcome, both of you. Thank you, Mr. Davis. This is most generous. I always imagine the jailer's room to be bigger. Well, it can certainly get crowded down here, miss. I was telling Molly your teas are famous. Oh, not up to what they were before the war. Mr. Ferron, will you have some tea with us? Am I permitted? Oh, I'm sure your warders won't mind, Mr. Davis. I'll get another cup. Thank you. It's not going to be easy drinking with these bracelets, huh? I don't think we can take them off. No, guess not. Did you box professionally, Mr. Farrell? I fought in the Olympic Games. In Berlin? I got beat by a Brit. I thought I knew your name. You were beaten by Johnny Harrison. A good fighter. From Hackney. Did you meet Jesse Owens? Sure, I met him. What was he like? Skinny. <laughs> Do you have coffee? Uh, no, I'm sorry, just tea. Mrs. B brought home some acorn coffee the other day. What's that? Coffee made from acorns. Well, you're kidding me. You drink acorns? <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Mr. Ferron, why have you confessed to killing Florence Green? Why have you confessed to killing Florence Green? We had a fight. She'd been going with other men. She told you that? That's what I heard. Did she tell you that she was pregnant? Well, I said it wasn't mine. I kicked her out. You were alone? They said she had a heart attack. I must have frightened her. I didn't mean to. Did you run down into the gully? Hell no, I wanted nothing more to do with her. How do I know you're telling the truth? You don't, but what have I got to lose? I need to know. And I need to know now. Well, I'd save your breath, sir. What's that tattoo on your arm? Forget not the sorrows of this world. Uh, it was her favorite prayer. You loved Florence, didn't you? Well, did you? Florence is like an angel from God, you know. Reading me sections of the Bible, saying prayers to me, almost forgiving me, my words, my spitting, the holes in my socks. She thought she was Mary Magdalene, you know. That's what she was saying. She said she'd slept with Jesus. Yeah. I loved Florence, and I thought she loved me. You lived in a wigwam. Sure. When we could. Well, no one else could see it. Place to sit, smoke. Me and Florence. Nothing else, no war, no people. Where I come from, guys like me ain't allowed to touch a white girl, you know? Some of the colored boys in my unit can't believe the freedom they have in this country. And a lot of the white boys don't like it. I think we should be getting you into court now. There's no way this can reach a full trial. I was told there wouldn't be any kind of trial. Well, for murder? I was promised a court-martial. Who by? Colonel Allen? Well, at the trial, they find me guilty and hang me, right? That will depend on the evidence and the plea. Plead not guilty. Leave the evidence to me. There won't be a jury in the land who'll convict you. Sir, you know, I used to think that whenever I stepped into a ring that the best fighter came out on top. That the judges would see. But that ain't the way of it. When I fought Johnny Harrison, all the evidence showed I was a clear winner. As then is now, I ain't going to be getting no metal around my neck. We really must be moving on, sir. Mr. Ferron. Yes, sir. Please. 
You really need this case cleared, don't you, sir? Yes, I do. May I ask why? Forget not the sorrows of this world. Okay. I plead not guilty. Good. Damn good. Molly. I didn't think you'd come. So why did you wait? Well, I was hoping I was wrong. Ferron did not kill Florence Green. Did he? Did he? That's not for me to say. You know he didn't. That's right. See no evil, speak no evil. Molly... Three, or was it four, officers saw Florence walking by herself. They hated Ferron for having her. They came out of the mess, gave chase, wanted to frighten her. She ran. Where could she go? She ran through the gully in the hope of going back up the ridge to get back to Ferron, but they caught her. And she was so frightened. Who knows what they were saying, what they were threatening. Ferron called her an angel. Did you know that? An angel. I don't think they meant to kill her, no. They wanted to get back at Ferron, too scared of him to confront him face to face. But poor Florence's heart couldn't take it and she was dead. So what do they do? Take the body up onto the ridge. Why did they do that? To incriminate Ferron, perhaps, so they could cover their tracks more easily. And they were chasing him in the woods. What for? And why me? I don't know. No, you don't. And were you one of those officers? No, I wasn't. No? No! Private Ferron has pleaded not guilty. I know he has. And believe me, I hope they clear him. Though you doubt it. Do you think I have no feelings of my own in this matter? If it's any consolation, four officers have been assigned for a secret mission that will take them behind enemy lines. Consolation? For what? They will almost certainly not be coming back. Is that American justice? This is not about justice, Molly. This is about trying to satisfy everyone and satisfying no one. This is for the people back home, for the generals and the politicians and the deals that have to be made. We are doing the best we can. Well, Private Ferron is going one better. He won't be convicted. We don't want to be here, Molly. It's not our war. Hello? Molly? Mr. McNabb. What's this about Private Ferron? He's pleaded not guilty. We're so grateful for all your help. Hardcastle is confident of complete success. Have you not heard? No, what? Private Ferron was found dead earlier this evening in his cell. He'd hanged himself. No. Oh, I'm an idiot. I thought you would have been told. No. Molly? Molly? You know I was here. An educated guess. My old tree house. Yes. You built that yourself. Well, my father did most of it. The flooring onto the branches. Is it safe? It used to be. How did you get up there? We climbed. We used to have a rope. But 
I haven't climbed a tree in over 30 years. Are you sure it's safe? Well, you can look at the view. Yes, wonderful. Your own secret place. Like Ferron's wigwam. I know. I know. Your house in Scotland. Yes, the cottage. I have a confession. I don't want to hear it, Molly. I asked Mr. McNabb to help me find out about what happened to your wife. And what juicy story did McNabb come up with? Nothing. That it was me who killed her? No. That she was seeing another man? No. I was waiting for the papers to start running a story, dragging my name and Elizabeth's name. No, through. that's ridiculous. I used to think this naivety of yours so charming. You were allowed to examine the body. Oh, thank you very much. I just wanted to help. Don't you always, Molly, eh? The great purveyor of truth, of what's right and proper. Elizabeth was 38 years old. She was the youngest of five children, four older brothers, all of them, Angus, Stephen, William and George, her father, his brother, three of her cousins, all of them killed in the Great War. She saw them leave. She waved them off one by one. But not one of them returned. In the town where she lived, over half the population didn't come home. There's a great bloody stone monument sitting proud on the hill for all the world to see. The war to end all wars, lest we forget. And we did forget. I told Elizabeth that Hitler was just a jumped-up bully marching up to the top of the hill. But when Elizabeth saw that first uniform, those proud, swaggering boys, when she saw the sandbags, when she heard the first siren, I saw that she was breaking that I had to get her out anywhere, up to Scotland, as far away as possible. But what shall I do when we get there, she said. And I told her to paint what she saw, the beauty of the world. But what she saw was not beauty. What Elizabeth saw. I should have been there. I shouldn't have left her alone, not for one minute. Until the war was over, if it ever will be. I, too, have a, a confession. I don't want this to be your last case, Molly. I don't think I can do it without you. In fact, I know I can't. It's very beautiful here, isn't it? Yes, it is. Makes it almost impossible to leave, to go back. But go back we must, Mr. Hardcastle. We have no choice. 